On today's episode, we're talking to Eric Kuzian about The One Condos, which is one Bloor West, the tallest building in Canada. Find out why Toronto and Canada has never seen a building quite like this. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome back to the show once again, Eric Kuzian. Eric is the president of PSR Brokerage. Eric, welcome back. Andrew, always great chatting with you, man. Thanks for having me. Great. And uh, this one's a big one. We've been uh, waiting for this one a long time, a lot of anticipation and build up. People are very excited about one Bloor West, of course. The one. What an ad. Uh, what an address. Yeah, as it's called, the one. It's. Uh, I mean, you you try to find. I mean, let's face it. Real estate is an industry full of uh, hyperbole and and you know, exaggeration and and big words and flashy stuff. But you know, you can't really out. You can't exaggerate how big this building is. How how amazing this location is. How special this property is. And how you know how much the anticipation and the and the and the and the buildup for this property is, can you? No, you can't. It's, it's, uh, it's been nuts. It's, it's, you know, just the, the anticipation, even from our side to, to, you know, preparing this building for, for marketing and sales, everything's just been so exciting because you know, you're dealing with, you know, a future landmark location. You only have one opportunity um, to take something that of this importance because of its location and, uh, you know, being right at Young and Bloor, which, you know, is pretty much the center of the country. And uh, not only having just that intersection, but having the southwest corner of that intersection, which seems to be the most desired, you know, opportunity. And uh, you got to put your best foot forward, man, and everybody's excited about it. Very excited. Um, and it's, you know, I've been sort of saying, I don't know how you describe it in a, in a five or ten sentence, but I've been sort of telling people, like, this is a once in a decade sort of a building, like, uh, this type of a building, you know, it's very, very rare. Um, you know, I don't know if we've ever seen anything like it in Toronto. I, I don't know how, how do you sort of sum it up in your, with your experience of, of the building? Yeah, no, I have, I've never seen anything like this in Toronto and, 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 uh, you know, rightfully so. I think, I think, um, you know, Ms. Rahi Developments, who's the developer on the project, you know, the, the, the partnerships that they brought in for all the consultants and who's going to be designing the project. I think they've, uh, right from the beginning, realized the importance of this corner to the city and making sure that what is being put there is something that really um, attributes and redefines what that city skyline is going to be. So my first question, I guess, is, you know, you've been working closely with the developer. I'm sure you've been looking at similar, you know, landmark type projects around the world and, and how they've been thought through and designed and how they've impacted uh, you know, the cities that they're in, um, you know, how do you, like, what does this say about Toronto? Is Toronto, you know, is, is this, is this Toronto's like sort of, is this like a tipping point for Toronto? Just the, the fact that this building is, is here, it's about to get built. Um, it's about to be brought to the market, which is something we've never seen before. Is this like, what does this say about Toronto? Are we, are we, is this a big statement or, or, or like, how do, how do you think about that? Yeah, this is a, definitely a big statement, and I definitely think Toronto is ready for it. You know, I think Toronto needed the right opportunity, the right, you know, location again, the right partnership, the right developer, the right architect, and when all that came together, 
Um, I think, you know, you, you, you're definitely servicing what this city is, you know, in dire need of, in, in, in my opinion. We uh, definitely researched uh, this, this, this opportunity. We, we, we traveled internationally. We looked at uh, different world-class buildings to make sure that uh, we are doing the right service, in our opinion, to the city and making sure that the uh, product and the project that gets built there is a new way that the international market is going to view Toronto. And this is not a project that's been rushed to the market. I mean, this property was acquired by the developer, Mizrahi, uh, was acquired some time ago, and, and this has been a long time in, in the works. I mean, a lot of care and, and time and, and effort working with the city and everything has gone into it, hasn't it? Yeah, when you buy the most prominent and maybe most expensive real estate corner in the city, it takes a, you know, it takes, it takes a little bit of time to make sure that everything is, is, is you know, properly thought of and um, every I is dotted and every T is crossed so that you can definitely deliver on what the vision and concept is. So let's talk about the location, first of all. Young and Bloor, um, you know, as you said, maybe the most important intersection in Canada. What does that mean exactly? It means it's definitely the, well, first and foremost, it's, it's, it's the biggest transit hub in the country. So you have half a million riders every day that goes through that intersection on public transit. Um, you know, Union Square, for example, is second in the country, which is 180,000. So it's quite a bit different from what the most um, important transit hub is. And then above that, you have, um, you're surrounded by two of the most affluent neighborhoods of Rosedale and Yorkville. And then you have you know, the highest end of retail and global brands on Bloor Street. And so it's all these different elements that kind of surround this one intersection that makes it the most important location in the country. So talk to us about the developer, um, Mizrahi. What, what, what do we need to know about Mizrahi, the developer, and their vision for, you know, in general, what, what, are they, what have they built, uh, what, what's the vision there, and then what's the vision for this site? So first and foremost, Mizrahi, you know, 25 years in the business, um, very focused on the high-end market of, 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 of condos and, and uh, residential product. Um, you know, started with custom homes, but the most beautiful custom homes, and then went into um, the boutique developments that um, flagged the corner of Hazleton and Davenport. So a very affluent area right at the end of Hazleton. Um, and you have these, you know, his signature buildings, which are uh, 133 Hazleton, 181 Davenport, 128 Hazleton, which is currently under construction, and this uh, newest project they launched in 1451 Wellington in Ottawa. But what's important to realize is that the the level of um, finishes and the most um, regard to the finest details is what you see in a Mizrahi building. It is, if I can basically joke with you, but I'm not, it's basically marble on top of marble on top of marble with millwork on top of millwork on top of millwork. The features you see in these condos are pretty much uh, replicate, in my, in my opinion, custom homes in the sky, you know, where, where all the doors are solid core, all the appliances are top of the line. It is beautiful, beautiful work, and it's refreshing and comforting to know that, in my opinion, the right developer got that corner. And I say that because you are not going to see a building here where, you know, a thousand 
common this, unit. This is not a cookie cutter developer. It is not a cookie cutter developer. Not at all. No. Yeah. No, which is like yeah. I said, really comforting to know that you know the most important corner is going to is, is being developed by a developer who only looks at the highest end of finishes available to put their best foot forward. Um, the architects and the designer, obviously, this this is a key key piece. I mean, anybody who knows about architecture is very excited that um, Foster and partners are going to be are doing the design of the building. Um, but Ooh, for those people, Andrew, pe I just get excited every time you say that word. <laughs> but ex yeah, exactly. Anybody who knows that international architecture is is just. I mean, well, tell us tell us about Foster and Partners and why is this a big deal that they're doing this building. Well, it is absolutely a huge deal. So like you said, anybody who knows architecture and those who might not know architecture, uh, Foster & Partners is without a doubt the most world-renowned architectural firm on the planet. And they um, comfortably can tell you that almost all their projects end up becoming future landmarks. Um, they're brought on to design the best. They are not only considered an architectural, they're actually considered a think tank because what they really do is they, they conceptualize what is right and how every little piece works within the city, within the public space, to the actual unit. So they're a unique um, architectural or design firm that does both the exteriors and interiors. And when um, Mizrahi Developments um, secured this site, they knew right away that they had to bring the best in the industry on the planet to basically uh, produce the most exciting building that the city has ever seen. So tell us, like, I mean, it's a podcast, obviously, so it's best if people see the images, but just as much as you can describe, like, what what is the sort of key... Yeah, what is the key component of, of their design, exactly? What I mean, to me, it, it seems the seems the exoskeleton sort of model is is really the key. Like, would you would you say that's where it all starts? They've definitely perfected that exoskeleton uh, structural engineering, um, which is the uh, what's being introduced for the one. Um, but if you basically go, whether you go to their website or just like you know search some of their work, you'll notice. Um, some beautiful buildings like, you know, famous buildings, landmark buildings like the Hearst Tower in New York or the Egg in London, England. Um, and, you know, probably their most expensive and prominent build is Apple's new headquarters that they just, uh, Apple just spent $5 billion on in Cupertino, California. And that was all designed by Foster and Partners. And that's the caliber of um, architect that is being brought to put their first residential building in Toronto. Wow, yeah, it's it's a great point. I mean, the the Apple headquarters, which is you know pro probably the most hyped and most interesting building in the world right now, and everybody's talking about how amazing it is, and and it's, they're finally just moved into it. Apple has um, the same company is is bringing one blur, which is incredible. So again, what is the this exoskeleton idea? Um, what is sort of the benefit to the the user? So what the exoskeleton does is, is, again, Foster and Partners, when they take on a project, they don't just think about you know, the residential user. They think about the whole building and how that building is going to come to life and how that building is going to um, become a landmark and become a destination. So uh, the main uh, feature of an exoskeleton is, um, especially on the ground floors, where you have your um, opportunity to speak to the street and speak to the city. It's where your building meets the city. 
uh, it creates a barrier-free space. Uh, and what that does is it attracts some of the best global brands to hunker down and become your tenants and bring in you know, some of the best brands for restaurants. And it really attracts uh, and gives an opportunity for this creative space to be designed with no pillars and no obstructions. And that exoskeleton also, what it actually does is it actually strengthens your building up to six times of the normal traditional high-rise build. So it's a, uh, it's a um, very um, expensive engineering feat. It's also a very calculated engineering feat. And to, again, have that um, be a part of what this building is going to do just adds to um, the excitement and, and the fact that uh, they are putting their best foot forward. There is no value engineering here, my friend. <laughs> no, that's a that's a great uh, great concept. Yeah, value engineering. For those who don't know, it's uh, it's sort of an industry term in the condo world where developers will, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, look for savings and economies and and uh, I wouldn't say cutting corners, but anything they can do to reduce their costs going into a building, which will ultimately increase their profits. Um, this is not a uh, point right there, Andrew, you know, that you'll notice when, when, you know, some of these more building renderings do come out that the, the, the profit wasn't the first thing on their mind. And what I mean by that is the, the building itself um, has been brought back, which again is very high valuable retail to any other developer. But, you know, Ms. Rahi decided and Foster and Partners decided to bring that back so that they can create this 30-foot sidewalk so that, again, when the building meets the city, it's much more inviting and it, repl it replicates some of those great sidewalks of Fifth Avenue and, and other world-class cities. Amazing. So talk to us. You alluded to the retail commercial spaces. Some unique um, opportunities exist to, to build some beautiful spaces because of the design, because of the exoskeleton, the lack of pillars inside, creating these big, wide-open spaces. Um, what uh, and construction is already underway, which is which people may have seen the headlines about that a few weeks ago. Construction has started on that commercial part of the building. So, can you give us any hints as to the, you know, the retails retailers who may be coming in, or can you what can you tell us so far about the the retail component no, of the building? Tell you anything in terms of who the retail are, uh, retailers are? I think they will obviously announce it, um, you know, in their glorious fashion, the way they're known to do, but. Um, you know, it's 175,000 square feet of, of, of retail and, and office space. And um, the way it's designed is the ground floor is 35 feet high ceilings. And it's this veil and curtain of glass that meets the ground. And, um, and then above that, you have another three levels of uh, double height retail boxes that are uh, programmed for, you know, food, beverage, services. Um, again, just to uh, replicate what some of the best buildings on the international um, seen or doing. And um, in addition to that, the retailer has also, the ground floor retailer has also taken the concourse level, which is the direct access to the subway, and um, created retail on that level as well. So that, again, when you're dealing with a half million dollar riders every uh, day passing by, you have the opportunity to speak to that um, demographic as well. Right. So it's important. Yeah, obviously, you're going to be connected directly underground to the subway and the there's a pretty extensive underground path network at Young and Bloor as well, isn't there? 
Yeah, so you, you do have direct access, again, to the, you know, the most populous transit hub in the country. And the building is also set up for any future um, path that, for the actual path from downtown Toronto that seems to try to be coming north on Young. Um, so the, the building is also set up for that, to accept that path if that ever gets to blur like they're planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about the suites themselves as, you know, purchasers very excited. They're thinking about what potentially these suites might be like. What, what can you tell us about the units at this stage? Um, what layouts, what sizes, what are the views, uh, going to be like? Um, what can, what can we know so far? So you're looking at, um, Canada's tallest residential building that is currently going to be, um, built and it's 85 stories. And uh, so in terms of views, you know, I can tell you, you the views are not going to be enough, uh, uh, um, any objections. They, they're quite glorious uh, wherever you're looking. So uh, in terms of the building, again, every part of this project has been thought as a landmark tribute to the city. So we've decided for a building of this size that we're going to do 416 units. A little tribute to Toronto and the 416 is going to be the unit count for this building. Amazing. Yeah. So a lot of people thinking 85 stories, that's one of the biggest surprises is people are thinking, well, that's, if it's a typical Toronto condo building, it's probably going to be close to a thousand units if it's 85 stories, but quite the contrary. Right. It's only, it's only 400. Exactly what, so, and that's exactly what one blur East is across the street. You know, you're looking at close to 900 units, I believe in one blur East, if, 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 I, if my memory uh, serves me correct, but uh, no, this building again to make sure that it is a uh, world-class, internationally acclaimed landmark. You know, it has to have 15 million dollar penthouses and seven, eight million dollar beautiful corner large units, and it has to really um, be an exclusive offering so that it's not typical of what Toronto usually does. And the units they range from 581 square foot one bedrooms. That's our smallest unit to 5,700 square foot three-story penthouses with these grand circular staircases, again, that you'd only see in Hong Kong or New York. Wow. Uh, It just uh, sounds incredible. Um, What what about the amenities? What kind of amenities can people expect? I don't know if you're able to share that at this stage. It's still early on, but can you tell us about the amenities? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this again, you know, the building is, 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 you know, you can call it a seven-star amenity type of building is kind of what the, you know, what we're, we're definitely going for. And what that means is uh, anything you can imagine. This, 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 every, you know, thought in terms of service has been has been well planned and thought of. From the newspapers, Andrew, that are going to be in the lobby for the purchasers to read, to the uh, umbrellas that the doorman's going to give to the purchasers if it's ra- if it's raining outside, to the uh, protein shakes and different waters that'll be in the state-of-the-art fitness studio. These are all been budgeted for in the actual budget and thought of, and you know that comes with 24-hour valet and 24-hour bellhop and 24-hour doorman and two 24-hour concierge. And um, you know, and and in terms of the way the building works, it's truly, truly uh, world-class because your lobby, we're calling a sky lobby, is actually 100 feet above grade. And only wow, 100 feet, yeah. in the world do that. And the reason they do that is because, again, the vision for the building is to make the ground floor speak to the city. And with that civic, public civic section, um, you know, we have opportunities to do trees like Rockefeller Center or hold art exhibits um, if needed. So the exclusivity and the privacy that the 
residents will need are you know on the sixth level but again about a hundred and just over a hundred feet so 10 11 stories up in the air and on that residential lobby floor you have 8200 square feet of outdoor terrace uh, that has a 2000 square foot infinity pool that is heated all year round the terrace around the pool is heated all year round with snow melt you have beautiful state-of-the-art fitness studio that has spin studios pilates a uh, 3,000 square foot urban spa sanctuary. I mean, I could just go on and on. <laughs> Incredible. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you're starting to paint a great picture of, like you said, this sort of seven star luxury, you know, luxury resort kind of a, a lifestyle in the building. Um, it's, yeah, it's incredible. Like it's just everything has been thought out, the commercial, the residential, the amenity package, how it relates to the city, the street, the connection to the underground at Young and Boer, the architecture itself, and just how beautiful the building is going to be. Um, am I missing anything? I mean, we're, <laughs> it's just, a, it's highlight on, it's a, it's highlight on top of highlight on top of highlight. It's, it's just a building and it of, be. and it should yeah. be Andrew, like that's why we're, we're excited that, you know, that, that, uh, such a prominent corner, um, has the right team behind it to deliver what this city deserves. And, something that's just going to be talked about for years and years and years to come. So who should buy in this building or who are you sort of in your marketing and your planning? Who are you speaking to? Who are you designing this building for? Um, that's that's, that's a great question. I think, you know, there's obviously going to be that investor um, who is looking to, um, you know, buy a piece of, you know, this really exciting building that is, um, you know, direct access to everywhere, and you know, we we has a walking distance to the University of Toronto, which is of course the number one ranked university in the country, and and you know, right behind is Italy, a thirty five thousand square foot new, you know, the first concept, the first location in Canada. Um, so it's it's really attracting that investor who knows um, that there's uh, a, a great features of this building that any tenant would want to be a part of, including the amenities and the service and. And uh, so, so definitely, um, you know, the investor. In addition to that, um, we've definitely noticed an international market who are um, somewhat, uh, you know, there's definitely a market out there. And I, you know, I found this out, Andrew, in the last year or so that follow Foster and Partners kind of like celebrities. And if there's a Foster and Partners building and it's right. an exciting city, they're going to buy it. Yeah. And right. so, so, you know, we have that market who, who we think we're going to speak to. And we have the local market of, um, and users who, believe it or not, will probably purchase in this building and, and use it five, six months out of the year and, and travel the rest. And knowing that when they come home, every little um, amenity and service and um, possible uh, opportunity has been thought of for them that they don't have to worry about. They can just come in, enjoy their beautifully designed space, and know that whatever they need is below them uh, or within a quick walking distance to it. Beautiful. Um, very exciting. Eric, is there anything else I haven't asked you about one boor that maybe I missed or any detail that, uh, people need to know about that, it, that we didn't talk about? Uh, no, I mean, we can just, you know, if, if you just want to understand, I mean, we did explain the, the, the design in terms of, uh, and the finish that Ms. Rahi does, but what's really unique to this building is the, um, the fact that even the 581 square foot one bedroom will be a completely panel ready, uh, finished in the same finishes that the, uh, large high-rise tower units are going to be finished in. Every single unit, Andrew, in this unit is going to come standard with a gas melee cooktop. 
and which is truly unique. And again, it has to be because this is what this building is going to stand for. So in terms of melee appliances, solid core doors, uh, wide plank hardwood as standard, um, coffered ceilings as standard in every unit, it just ticks off every single box that somebody would want when they're building their own custom home. Beautiful. Well, we can't wait to see all the renderings, uh, interior, exterior, and everything. We've seen a few teasers here and there, but can't wait to get all the details, which I know are coming out very, very soon. So look forward to that and look forward to um, working with you on this project once again, Eric. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for your time. And hopefully we'll, we'll have you on the, on the show again soon. Uh, as always, Andrew, this has been an absolute pleasure and uh, excited to talk about this exciting project with you. And uh, we definitely look forward to working with you like we have in, in, in the past. And uh, we, we're truly excited to get this project out to the market. Thanks for having me. Great. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.